cliffcentral.com How do you feel after the show? Yeah, I feel good. I think it was a good show. I think it was very productive. And I think it's, it's a healthy debate that we need to have. What question should we have asked you that we didn't ask you? <laughs> I think, uh, well, in preparation for the show, I thought um, that I was going to need to give a lot of examples. Um, so I think maybe we didn't get to particular examples. We discussed the Kuro thing and education and so. Uh, there are many other issues, but... Um, Broadly, I think I think the discussion that we had was very, very constructive. Hanneke, you've come into the debate as a young Afrikaner. Um, your reflections after the show? That, that The very thing that you just said, young Afrikaner, I feel that that's a way too narrow, way too limited um, representation or introduction of the interesting flamboyance that is me. I think that, uh, you know, that there's so many layers. Like, I'm, I am a young Afrikaner, but immediately I feel a little bit scared. Like, does that make me sound like I am a big fat racist? And I mean, that, that's part of the issue that we are uncovering. So I want to say I'm a liberal Afrikaner. I want to say I'm a progressive Afrikaner. I want to say I'm an integrated, I want to say I'm a modern Afrikaner. I want to say I'm a different Afrikaner. I want all those labels. And I think that was my huge, um, emotional response to what I saw on Facebook. This whole, polar opposite thing of villain victim and I'm just like wait wait a minute all those shades in between sometimes I am a villain and sometimes a victim and sometimes I'm just a mess you know and there's all of that and it takes I think it's going to take like another truth and reconciliation commission to deal with it and not one hour when Adams is the far more professional here in the game and like so I felt like I was a bit like Secondary to the to the well, professional well, here. You, you use you use different Afrikaner, you know, and and that for me still means that there is yeah. there is a there is an archetype, and yes. you're saying you're different, different to what? So, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I did say that, didn't I? Now I've got like I think if I can, I think they they are. There's also oppression of women because you guys took most of the floor. Okay, carry on. No, no, I think there's there's a lot of differences between. The younger generation, Afrikaner, and older generation, simply because, you know, we live in different circumstances and you are shaped by who you are is shaped by, by the circumstances you grew up in. Um, so the political circumstances are completely different. Uh, we grew, grew up in a modern world with technology. Information is much easier to access. And as a result of all these things combined, I think there are important differences between young Afrikaners and older Afrikaners. And by that, I'm not saying that young Afrikaners are better and older Afrikaners are worse. No, I'm just saying mm-hmm. there are differences. Yes. Um, and we need to acknowledge that uh, when we talk about these issues. And and, and being Afrikaner is still something that mm. young Afrikaners feel yes, strongly about. Absolutely. And that's how I feel. It's like taking all the good from the older generation and then version 2.0, which is, <laughs> you know, it's, it's proud to be. It's happy to be Afrikaans. It enjoys all the... And, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying, Rory, about different. Then by virtue of using that word, you're, it's very, it's very layered. But, um, but happy and proud to be and love all of the good stuff about the culture, but willing to question the things that we have to move past from. And there are many pockets of Afrikaners who unfortunately represent that other side. So my challenge here in this conversation yet again is just to represent version 2.0 and do it sort of more more vocally more stronger because you said earlier about how black people if julius makes a stupid comment everyone like you know they jump on the bandwagon and why why aren't we doing it with mr mr hofmeyer and why aren't we why aren't we doing it with uh Sinead bridges um 
So yeah, challenge accepted. I think people are also just trying in their day-to-day lives, like myself, mm. day-to-day lives, just to live live a different example and just be awesome. Very quickly, uh, something I did want to ask during the interview, but you guys never gave me any room to, to ask, um, was, was to you, Hanneke, when you're with Afrikaans friends, specifically Afrikaans friends, and the conversation goes in a way that makes you uncomfortable, mm. Do you find that you cower or do you actually step up and go, you know what, these are not my views, not in my name, not in my Afrikaner name, um, will you say these things? Or is it a situation of, this is just the norm, you know, these Afrikaans people that come from, they're older, they're younger, whatever, you know, how do you deal with that? And do you deal with that? If you were, if you knew me personally, then you would know that every single opportunity I get, I jump like a tiger. Okay, I have, I've, I've, I've waited for these opportunities in my life. First of all, the gang I hang out with, progressive, liberal, awesome, right? First of all, but in life, of course, there are pockets of my extended family. Ish. There are moments in my life that I sort of wait for, and I'm like, yes, opportunity to stand and fight. I'll give you a little example quickly of what happened to me two years ago at an operation in Rodepoort at Flora Clinic, and I was dating a black guy. And he came to, to visit me, and just after he'd left, this uh, nurse ran in. It's the truth, it's the truth. She ran in and she said, um, There's a phone, a phone is still. Phone's been stolen. And she said to me, I love I love the man by you. And I just first of all I wanted to laugh first and then I said, And now Sherlock, have you finished the investigation? <laughs> the crime yeah, the there crime was a black man here. There was a black man here. They've traced the phone, it's found in Soweto because that's where all black people live, didn't mm. you know? And I just I literally like I was on a drip and shit, but I got up and I was like shaking and Screaming and not screaming. I mean, I was, I was challenging her. It was a wonderful opportunity to say, I'm sorry. There are many, many humans in, in and out of this hospital. And just because my boyfriend is black, it doesn't mean that he stole it. So whenever I have an opportunity, absolutely, to the point of irritation, actually. Okay. Okay. So, so here's, here's the thing. And, and, and the battle that I'm having here is, is not to stereotype Afrikaans. So the, the conversation always draws to Afrikaans racism. Um, what is the different archetype, uh, Ernst, of, of the Afrikaner um, in South Africa, the modern Afrikaner? What does he need to let go of? What, how is he integrating? Or how, she. Or she. And, <laughs> and, and, and how, do you make sure that, how do you make sure that the Afrikaner really, because, I mean, to be honest, and, and Andrew, was, it really is, you feel that distance between um, an Afrikaner and, let's say, myself. You know, you, mm. you just keep a, but there's always this joke, you know, I prefer Afrikaners to English people because at least with Afrikaner, I know where I stand. So, but but what is the, what is the how do we how do we break that 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 that, that, that distance between us? Yeah, you know, um, Andrew, when I got here, Rory said to me, "He's so glad I'm here because he he doesn't like speaking to you because you're English." I don't know why they put us together. <laughs> no, I think. Um, I think something that's that's important for Afrikaners and young Afrikaners and maybe not so much of an issue for, I believe, some other people living in South Africa uh, is, and I strongly believe that you can have multiple identities. So I can, for example, say that I am part of the South African community, but I'm also part of the larger Afrikaans speaking community. Mm. But I'm also an Afrikaner, but, but I'm also an African. Now, that might be something that people disagree with, but I regard myself as an African. Amen. Um, so I think... Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go not there. No, um, <laughs> I, I think there are, there are different realities. Um, 
and and discussion once again is important. It might sound like a cliche, but but we have complicated issues that that are on the table, and we need to have a healthy discussion. And I think something that 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 young Afrikaners need to do to to answer your question is to to engage with these debates, not to be scared to engage, but mm. when they engage, to do it in a in a manner that is constructive. Mm. Uh, in other words, to argue with facts, not mm. to argue with conspiracy theories, or if mm. you have some sort of a conspiracy, you need to be able to prove it. <laughs> mm. um, and and I think, one, <clears throat> once again, that is a problem that we experience on social media, not only with Afrikaners, but in general, that people tend to tend to hear something and then they believe it and then they believe it as a fact and then they're not open to... to um, to be convinced of anything else. Mm. Lastly, guys, because we've taken up enough of, of your time throughout the hour, and check out the podcast on uh, www.cliffcentral.com, Konza Show. Rory, to you, any reflections that you have regarding this debate and as a young Sutu man living in Pretoria, any thoughts that have come from this conversation or our viewers that, that has really spoken to you, resonated with you, changed you in any way? Um, have you, do you feel more angry? Do you want to change the more debates? What are your thoughts? I think we need to speak to management about getting an hour, another hour. That was too short. That's how I feel. Um, no, but I think, look, <clears throat> there's a fine balance that, that needs to be maintained here. Um, and the one is to be angry and to bring that anger to the table, but it's not anger at the Afrikaner, but it is anger at the fact that Afrikaans has been used once again as the basis for dividing our country. Mm. And that for me concerns, is, is, is a concern. Um, and now I need to direct that anger to something. And, and I'm saying that we need the Afrikaans community to help us. Mm. Uh, so that, that anger, because immediately when I get angry, it's just that I had to, you know, you and I, Andrew, had a conversation earlier and I said, you know what, I'm angry, but, you know, the typical thing is now to be angry. Let's dig into that anger and see what, what's causing that anger and so on. Um, and I think it needs to, we, we now need to, you know, unpack the anger and so on, but it needs to be channeled into something. Mm. And I think the, the question for me is how is, I, I still believe and I still feel that, uh, the large cross-section of the Afrikaans community, the large, there are, there are exceptions, right? So I'm not saying that all. I'm not saying that necessarily the majority, but, the, but there is a large cross-section of, of the Afrikaans community that just makes it difficult. Mm. Um, as me, as a black South African, to feel like I can integrate or at least share the, the, the country with them. Things like the folk start and, and, and so on, which means, you know, we, we will not be part of this, of, of this country. Want to, those types of thoughts for me are disturbing. This, this, this uh, superiority mm. that comes with, you know, with, with some people that just say things, you know, from a point of view of superiority, what, what gives you the idea that you're superior to me just because you are Afrikaans or even white and so on? So, but I think there's a conversation to be had here, a much longer conversation. And I think what I'm grateful for is to have the likes of Ernst and, and Hanukkah who can engage in this conversation fruitfully. And if we go deep enough to actually have an honest conversation with ourselves to say, Rory, you know what, that's a blind spot you need to look at. Aaron's, you know what, I don't agree with you. But at least we're, we're a step further to where we were last week where I was angry on my own, but I wasn't engaging with any Afrikaans person who could give me a different perspective. It, I really think that, it, that that's a challenge that we need to accept, Aaron's, myself, and a lot of people like us, is that we have to help forge the bridge. We have to be, the, we have to be those links because otherwise it, it, it remains black people or Jewish people, like we're always against one another. We have to help forge that. So that challenge, what you've just spoken about, um, I take it on fully um, to be more 
engage in the conversation and, and to maybe help that debate along. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say when you mentioned that Afrikaans yet again is a dividing factor, it makes you angry. It makes me very, very sad, like super sad. Um, I don't know if you ever read Country of Moscow, Anki Kroch, mm. about the TRC, when she speaks honestly and desperately about the fact that listening to all of those um, uh, all stories, of, yeah. yeah, that all of that pain, all of that hurt was done in her language, the language that she loves. There's something incredibly brutal about it for us as well, you know, as Afrikaners, just to, again, oh, come on, please don't use the thing I love to divide, to break. Um, I remember that was my feeling as well when I saw that Nelson Mandela movie. There's just something about it that it hurts. Eh? It hurts hearing that this thing that I'm, that's me and it's my identity can be so... Do you, do you have a line from the, from the Anki Kroch uh, poem? Um, I can find it. The, the Everyone's going onto their phones now to find this line. <laughs> it's a, a very, very thoughtful and interesting debate. Adams, any reflections from you after this discussion? Um, any change of point of view? Any thoughts that are running through your head at the moment? I think part of the problem with public debate and public communication across the world is that people tend to be very defensive. In other words, you have a particular point of view and you raise your argument and the moment you raised your argument, you immediately feel like you need to defend what you said um, and you're not open to be convinced of a different perspective. And I think that's something that everyone should try to, to, to work on is to be open to be convinced. And if you have a strong argument, then you won't be convinced. But sometimes we believe we would have a strong argument and maybe it's not that as strong as we thought. So we all need to be – everyone needs to be open for discussion. And I think um, public debates – you know, this discussion doesn't stop here, uh, walking out of the studio. I think, you know, we can continue engaging on Twitter and on Facebook, on social media, but not only on social media, but, you know, where we go. This is, I think it's an important discussion. All right. We've got that final quote that we want to end this on. Let's hear it. What this have you got? It's a really long uh, poem, so I'm going to read you the very beginning and the very end. It's by Anki Kroch, and it's the end of her book. She writes, Between you and me, how desperately, how it aches, how desperately it aches between you and me. So much hurt for truth, so much destruction, so little left for survival. Where do we go from here? Your voice slung in anger over the solid, cold length of our past. How long does it take for a voice to reach another in this country held bleeding between us? And in the very end, she says, and this, this is very... <sighs> but if the old is not guilty, does not confess, then of course the new can also not be guilty, nor be held accountable if it repeats the old. Things may then continue as before, but in a different shade. Wow. And on those amazing words by Anke Kroch, I think we've got to leave it there. Thank you so much to our guests. Rory, back again next Wednesday. Uh, this was the reflection session uh, after the Konza show. Go to Konza on cliffcentral.com for more. Cliffcentral.com.